Hey everybody, it's another episode, it's another, I don't know, been another week or so, I think since I recorded, and I think since um, we've had one release, it's, it's been a, a clean clean cut, I think, roughly. Um, we're currently on, what day is today? It's, oh jeez, Sunday, but it's not actually Sunday because really, since we have uh, President's Day, is that what it is? I lose track of the days. I'm just, I'm happy to have them when we have them, but I don't want to keep track of them. Um, There we go. Now we're all situated. Cool. So I don't know. I have the weird, I mean, I get Sunday scaries anxiety, but it doesn't matter because it's, it's unwarranted regardless because it's anxiety, of course, but because I don't have work on Monday, it's the most unwarranted anxiety there's ever been on a Sunday. Like, I'm drinking on a Sunday and I don't have to worry about a hangover or anything like that because I don't have to work the following day. Why am I anxious? I don't know. But if you got your own, if you got your own uh, Sunday scaries anxiety or whatever, maybe you've gone in hungover as a teacher. Who knows? Maybe that's what a movie day's for. Uh, go to patreon.com slash classroombrew to get some more of that bonus content and support a teacher podcast. If you are someone that uh, personally is into that bonus content or that extra stuff or you want to be involved, whatever it might be, uh, that could be for you or you can send it to somebody else. I think there's a $2, $4, and $7 tier, uh, which is, I mean, hopefully within your, your constraints right there. Um, yeah, that's it for that plug. Uh, if you're hoping to start your own podcast and you want to get your first month free, which is actually, I mean, that's, what, a 25% off deal if you're doing that first month free or whatever it might be. Uh, so if you're trying to get one month free and start your own podcast, go to podbean.com slash classroombrew. That's it for the plugs, I promise. That's really it. I'm not doing much of that. But you can email me, classroombrew at gmail.com. But check out the uh, the TikTok. We're, we're doing some more, Matt's doing some more posts for me. If you are sending me messages on TikTok, I don't think we have that account hooked up to anything, um, at least in terms of an email. Maybe you can. I don't know. I, I haven't personally set it up, so I'm not 100% sure. But the TikTok, we're doing some some highlight clips and stuff like that. And I guess it's a good way to get the word out there. But the biggest way for sure would be for you guys to spread the word to your friends and coworkers or, or whoever it, uh, it might be. So, and personally, with this past week, I mean, I don't, you might be sending stuff to your coworkers, but I just don't have any energy to do so. I, I have, I've got no energy left for my email. I haven't, I, I was reading this thing about decision fatigue for teachers, which for anybody, really, decision fatigue. Like by the time I get home at the end of the day, it's just like, I don't want to do anything else. I mean, you know, but it's like 1,500 decisions per day are made by teachers. And of course, that's an average number. And it's probably a little, like all, what is it? 99% of all stats are fake. Just kidding. It's actually 88% of all stats are fake. No, no, no. It's 85% all, uh, of all statistics are fake, or whatever it is. Uh, but I don't know, 1,500. I mean, when I think about in the morning, I have a few decisions to make already. Do I go to the bathroom? Or do I prepare for my classes? Do I assign AP homework or do I not? And really that one doesn't have that much bearing on what happens because the AP kids don't actually do their AP homework anyway. But these are still decisions that we have to mull over. <laughs> so um, I thought that was interesting, but I just, I don't have the energy for it. I, I've got at least a dozen emails that probably do warrant a response from me that I don't, think I even fully read all the way, like at all. Um, I just haven't. I just don't have the energy for it. And I, I don't have any guilt about it anymore. I'm just over 
the email thing. I used to, like, it's on my phone, so I know that there are emails piling up, but I'm not going to respond to them because, especially right now, on a weekend, which turned out to be like a four-day weekend, which is nice, but I've got nothing for you. Even stuff where it's like PD opportunities, I've got nothing. So like there's this, this awesome article that was on like We Are Teachers about the, the door principle, which is all about like why teachers are, are burnt out versus not. And it typically boils down to the, the stuff that takes place outside of the classroom versus the stuff that takes place inside the classroom. That's the stuff that burns you out, just stuff outside of the classroom, which makes sense. It's the adults that suck. It's not the kids. I'd argue there are some kids that probably do suck, but even still, I get that. But I don't know. We talk about decision fatigue, and that's all inside the classroom. I'm not saying that like that's not part of burnout, but there's a little bit to it. There's a little bit that's sneaking in a little through the cracks. There's a few things that I, I have some qualms in terms of things that are bleeding into my instruction. Uh, I'm not talking about like people that are trying to cancel books because that's always been a thing. But I'm talking about just in general, maybe some of my fatigue is the, the lack of motivation because of the, the lack of uh, structure at home for some of our kids. That's, yeah, that's valid. Granted, I always say that it's because of the adults. That's, that's for sure a valid thing. That's why anyone gets burnt out is because of the coworkers. It's never really because of the work. But the, but the work is a part of the thing, you know, the thing that stresses you out a little bit. That is a part of it. Uh, and I, I think the biggest trend of notice is that even, even with my kids nowadays that um, are, are really nice kids and, and the kids, even in years past, have been, have been really great and nice kids. I just, the, the motivation is even lower and lower. And I'm not going to talk about COVID fatigue because I'm tired. Of, I'm fatigued of talking about COVID fatigue. But um, I, like when you get a, a younger sibling, younger siblings always lazier. You know what I mean? And these are just trends that I just, I don't know. They, I, I don't have an answer for it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying I'm offering a solution. I'm not, I'm not just trying to vent. But I think it's a little bit too simple to say it's stuff outside of the classroom door versus stuff inside. Um. Of course. I mean, that's not, that's not like groundbreaking, but I think it's still worth noting. I don't know. You, you do with that what you will. Um, last, last week, I think, or maybe the week before, I promised I would check out the Mr. Corman show with, um, what's his fucking name? Jo- John, Jover- John Jacob Jingleheimer. Jo- Joseph, uh, Joseph Gordon, uh, uh, not Levinson, because that's the guy that wrote that creepy euphoria. Uh, jo- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I wrote it here and I forgot to read it until just now. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and I checked out the first two-ish episodes or so, uh, and I was just waiting. I mentioned this is my prediction for the show, is that at a certain point, there's going to be the line of those who can't do teach or your dreams are just dead and that's why you're a teacher. And I figured there would be a lot of salary cliches and things like that. So basically, the show kicks off with this guy, Mr. Corman, who's a very like quiet man. You can tell he's probably pretty depressed. I get it. Uh, They go into a few salary cliches. He teaches fifth grade. His kids seem to like him, but it's very early in the year, so that could change. Who knows? And it takes until the 27-minute mark for the line, the only people who become teachers are people who gave up on what they wanted to do. In other words, in a miniseries, because I think it was canceled after one season, so it's a miniseries now, because 
That's how you rebrand it or remarket it. It wasn't canceled after one season. It was a miniseries. Uh, it took only 27 minutes for the writers to put in the cliche of those who couldn't do or those with broken dreams teach. And granted, the character offers a, a, a lovely quip to throw it back at this lady's face who, I mean, there's a whole, situa- a whole scene with that uh, character I'm not going to get into, but it, that's, that's where we're at, is that, you know, it took 27 minutes to talk about that cliche. Uh, lazy writing, if you ask me. Uh, episode two I thought was interesting because he calls for a sub when he's in the parking lot of the school to deal with his anxiety. Now, I'm not saying that I have the healthiest mental health, but when I deal with my anxiety, I don't get a sub. I just, I just power through that motherfucker. And a lot of us do. And I'm not throwing shade. I think you should take the day off. I just thought it was very unrealistic that this Mr. Corman character wasn't shamed in any way for getting a sub last minute. There's always some sort of like a, oh, you know, we really could have used a little more notice. You should really make sure that you give us at least 24 hours notice. I know there's some districts, by the way, uh, Katie watches a lot of TikTok, and this was a TikTok that she saw, where some districts, and I, don't, I didn't check on this, but you can do that yourself, but apparently a lot of teachers in school districts, they have to cover the cost of a sub like whatever it might be, like from their salary, if it costs you, I don't know, 200 bucks a day to pay for a sub, that comes out of the teacher's salary. And I know that that's covered for my district. I'm 99% sure it's never been an issue, but we'll see. But uh, we talk all the time about like, where does the funding coming for, come from that? And sometimes it's the PD. If it's a CPS-led PD, my school district, or we'll just say if it's a school district-run PD, they usually cover that sub funding. But uh, a little bit alarming there. So I don't know if this comes out of Mr. Corman's budget there, but I thought it was very interesting that he called for no lesson plan, by the way. I'm sure there's some like, this is where we left off, or this is some like very strict curriculum that we're at for teachers fifth grade. I believe social studies, maybe some English or whatever, but uh, both probably. I don't know. Or the fifth grade, though, that's, that's every single subject. So I don't know. Maybe there's some emergency sub plans. I don't know. The show doesn't necessarily hinge on him being a teacher. It's just part of the title and it's just what, hap- what he happens to be doing because it is about his broken dreams, which I, co- of course, called anytime it's a teacher show, there's something about broken dreams. So that's kind of sad. But uh, to be honest, the character, if you're looking to get into this, we are, we are not, if you're looking for, a, that was the mic stand, not me. I adjusted the mic stand. I didn't just rip ass. But if you're looking to get into this show, and again, if you're looking for pop culture stuff, go to Too Much Scrolling. They have a great podcast as Chip and Steve. I think I was on there like three or four years ago, but maybe with another one, I don't know. Uh, two great guys. They have way more expertise on this stuff. But the, the character, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, Mr. Corman, the, the titular character, the teacher character, if you can call it that because it's kind of more background stuff, uh, incredibly annoying. Like, honestly, all the way up until he does this like breath workshop, and you can see this is where his teacher instinct takes over. There's this one lady who, and this is not a spoiler, relax. The show was canceled. There's no such fucking thing as a spoiler. The show was canceled, okay? But uh, there's this older lady that goes to the breath workshop and when, when they talk about their intentions for the day, why they're there, hers is the saddest because hers was like, I woke up feeling alone today. So I just wanted to do something, to be a part. It's so sad. And during the breath workshop where they're doing like, in, in, out for the breath, um, he notices, and he's not buying into it, by the way, Mr. Corman, the main character, the titular character, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, 
Leibowitz or whatever. And uh, he only buys in for the sake of comforting her, and they hold hands. And it was a very nice moment. And that was the first time I wasn't annoyed by the show as I was watching it. Because I, I went, oh, that's so nice. Why are old people so, why are alone old people so sad? But I thought that was nice because he, he joined in. He finally bought in, probably not for his own sake, but just for the sake of this other person, which I think is the most teacherly thing about him is that we do so many things in a selfless way, which I thought was nice. So I only watched a couple episodes, maybe two or three episodes or so. I can't remember. That's, those were the notes that I got. Maybe we'll do a little bit more if you've seen the show yourself. I think it's very fitting that it's a show about a teacher, even though it's not just about being a teacher. Teaching is definitely not at the forefront. But yet again, another teacher-related show canceled. So, like, um, Teach Tony Danza. That's a, we did an episode about that. People didn't care enough about it. They wanted more drama, but they weren't about to manufacture drama like a reality show would because they're kids. Um, but it got canceled because of lack of interest. Now, someone talked about this Abbott Elementary show. Maybe that's my next one I'll take a look at. So if you've watched uh, Abbott Elementary, I think it's more, it was on ABC or something like that. So who knows? I mean, this is the, the uh, Mr. Corman show was Apple TV Plus. They can get pretty brutal with stuff. Uh, I don't know what the Abbott Elementary show is going to be like, but I, I hope it's more comedic style. I feel like this one was not so much. But the point being is that a lot of teacher-focused shows, they just don't have the buy-in. At one point, there was like a mockumentary-style one, and it aired on the History Channel in its second season. So in between like Hitler segments and the Titanic going back there because they want to make a dive every 10 to 15 years, uh, there was this brand new show on the History Channel. I don't know what that's about, but there's something about pop culture and teachers, just inevitably it's going to be canceled and or shoved down to the bottom, to the end of the, the bottom of the barrel of society when it comes to streaming services or, or what have you. So uh, I did find it funny though. I got a, this is a response from, uh, on Instagram. This is Kelsey Strelick on Instagram, Kelsey.Strelick, if you want to follow her. Uh, she, she responded to the, the TikTok that we created about the, the track coach. For, this is also an episode from a week ago or so, roughly. Uh, I don't know when you're listening to this, but a week ago, listening week by week, but, or in order. But uh, said, she says, uh, I'm friends with a high school baseball coach. I hate it so much when he's coaching third base and he yells at his players to run faster. Like the poor kid is running as fast as he can. Do you really think he wants to get, like make an out on the base pass? And he didn't really have, uh, he didn't really realize that he was doing it, she's saying. <laughs> he said he didn't realize that he had said it. Which, you know what? I get it. Maybe it's just instinct. You're just frustrated. You don't know what else, you don't know what else to say or do. And so you're just like, fucking run kid like the results of this meet or this this baseball game that doesn't necessarily for some people in their schools it doesn't lead to a an outcome of their their job position but like you want to win but let's just also remember their kids it's not it's not what it's all about the wins and losses in a track meet don't really bother me it's a little ted lasso of me but what matters is making these kids the best versions of themselves that i believe in i'm really channeling ted lasso a lot i'm wearing a lot of khakis um, I love the saying that he does. I'm using, I'm trying to use this more where I get like a new student, introduce him to somebody else or just anyone that I haven't seen interact before and the whole like, hey, congrats after they meet. You just met a cool person. You both met a cool person. I love that. It's great. Speaking of Ted Lasso, 
which is the most healthy, well-adjusted human being ever. Um, we took to Reddit, actually. And as you know, I'm a little bit afraid of Reddit. And when I say a little, I mean a lot. And when I mean a lot, I mean the most. Um, and this was, I thought, this is, uh, there's Ask Teachers and Teachers that every so often I'll, I'll check out on my own. Not getting help, but I check it out myself, me personally. And uh, this one was from uh, the user on the subreddit, Teachers. Real creative there. Uh, throw Viet. Throw Viet. I don't know. And the, the subject of it is, is this place toxic? So the actual incident, it's, so it's, uh, the topic itself is new teacher. It says, private all boys high school. I constantly have things thrown at me while I'm not looking. I reached my breaking point and went to the principal asking him, <clears throat> excuse me, asking him if there's anything they can do about this. He said, the boys put the first year teachers through a kind of hazing ritual. Hazing, yikes. <clears throat> also, they're children. What the hell? Uh, they want to see if you, <clears throat> excuse me, they want to see if you care enough about them to return next year. Sounds like a lot like CPS schools. They're testing whether you truly care despite all the grief they're giving you. The kids routinely brag about all the teachers they got fired, aka teachers who left after one year because they got this treatment. <laughs> because this is abnormal, right? Like this isn't, this isn't natural. And the fact that you have to ask the question is already pretty alarming, right? Um, the edit that they, they later submitted, I think we don't know who this person is. Actually, I now remember the word was initiation rather than hazing. <laughs> I felt it's being used synonymously, and those are for sure, in this case, synonyms for each other. Uh, that's very common. I feel like my first year was pretty rough. Not like this, of course. The shit wasn't being thrown at me, but I noticed that's pretty common where they just test, like Peter, for example, or even Kai in there, even Adam. Shit, both Adams in their first year. That was when you get like the biggest uh, roundabout thing or the the toughest treatment. You get put through the works, the spin cycle, if you will. Um, I don't know why. I get it. It's fun. New kid on the block. I love that one when kids think that they've been, when like we got a new assistant principal, for example, and there's like a couple sophomores are like, we've been here longer. What, who does he think he is? He's the one with the salary and the authority to do what he sees fit. Put your set. Sophomores, for some reason, are just the worst with like, they think they've got like a little bit of hallway cred, not street cred, hallway cred, you know what I mean? They, like, they got a little bit of hallway cred, but like they still have the immaturity of a freshman, you know? Don't get me wrong. I teach mostly sophomores. That's like, those are my babies. I get it. But just a little bit, they suck a little bit, you know, just like a little, little immaturity, just like a little too much ego, a little bit too cocky. They're great, but just they kind of suck a little bit. They stink a little bit sometimes, who knows, especially after gym. But you know what I mean? That's the, the ego that we're probably dealing with here. And granted, if it's a freshman, that's more just like, we can get away with this now. But it's for sure, it's a bit abnormal. Now, granted, if you're getting put through the ringer a little bit, you haven't had a chance to establish yourself. Like, I'm sure people think I'm just the fucking worst because I actually expect anything of them. You know what I mean? Like, I had a brand new student start. Brand new. Real nice kid. And he was like, Mr. F, why do kids say that you're, like, really mean? <laughs> He's like, it doesn't seem like you. And I was like, maybe you caught me on a good day and they've caught me on a bad month. Who knows? But um, I don't think I am. Very friendly. They just don't like that I assign something. Like there's something to do daily, which I didn't realize I had to state was, you know, that's not normal for people, but for me, it is. When you when you step into this fucking room, you're gonna do something. If you've got a pencil if you're at school, you're not just gonna be on your phone. You've got the other what is it? 
24 hours in a day. They're, well, it depends too, because some kids are only there for about two hours anyway. You've got the other 22, 22 minus hours in your day to be on your phone. I'm such an asshole. You're right. I'm such an asshole for wanting you to work on your reading and writing. <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't know. Um, I also, I went to the Ask, the, the, there's a little bit of a tangent, sorry. The Ask Teachers Reddit, and this is from Neckbeard Discord Mod. I guess he probably, I mean, anyone with a neckbeard is either in high school, maybe middle school, they're pushing it, or they've got bigger problems. I don't know. Uh, this is uh, in the Ask Teachers thing, though, and he goes, what exactly happens on those teacher development days that us students are all? For sure. See, look, there it is. Confirmed it. He's a student. I apologize for dissing you on your neckbeard, but um, it's just boring meetings, man. You're not listening to this podcast. Maybe, you are. maybe I'll just send a link to this episode. <laughs> I'll somehow go back, remember my login to Reddit information, and I'll send you a link to this. But that's all it is, is boring meetings. They're the worst. We've got uh, a PD day, a professional development slash school improvement day, the day before Katie and I go to Colorado. And I'm literally going to fucking leave from the school. Like, I'll take a lift. Katie, take my car, come pick me up, and then let's go to Colorado. Bring Marty, bring all the dog treats and dog food. Because if I could bring them with me and just have Marty with me all day in between meetings in my classroom, I would. But I can't for many reasons. But uh, that's all it is. It's just boring meetings. They always say, use it to improve instruction. But you're going to be in meetings all day talking about how you should improve instruction. Just like this is so backwards. How did you ever expect me to do shit? Especially in the first year. That first week of PD, I talked about this way back when the podcast podcast first started. I never had time to prepare my classroom. I had to just do it. They were like, well, you can't. That's not what the school day's for. You think, or that's not what the work day's for when teachers report. You think it's about getting ready for the kids? It's not. Give me some more wine. This is supposed to be about me justifying my job by, by going over the data that I just faked anyways. It doesn't matter. Don't you even think about getting your classroom ready to welcome students, you first-year stupid kid. I was a kid at the time, really. But uh, that's, what, that's how it always goes. Those days are sometimes the worst. Sometimes they're fine. At the end of the year, I like them because then you know, everyone's checked out. You know what I mean? Uh, but I do a lot of organization during those two. It's like, if they're, especially with me, no professional development or meeting needs to be in person ever unless you want to. There should always be the option. And for me, I'm always going to go digital because I can always multitask to organize my classroom. I've done this one cabinet 16 times. I only have two main cabinets I actually use. And I've done them like 16 times because I just get rid of shit. Took me a long time to get rid of shit from the previous teacher because I was like, this could be useful. <laughs> I, could, I could use this one day. Never did. Maybe I could someday, but, you know, but I don't know. That's the, I think we all have that mentality. Like the rubber bands that you probably have in your kitchen drawer. This could be useful someday. No, it's not. Throw them out. Donate them to an art class. Give them to your kid. Do, use, do something with them. It, like right now, go pick out like 50 of them. And if you can't find a use for them, throw the whole bag out. All of it. Never going to use it. An old lesson plan. This could be useful. No, it's not. If you didn't write it, you can modify it. Maybe there's a cool worksheet. Sure. But if you find yourself as a, as a first, second, third, fourth year teacher saying, this could be useful, it's not. It probably is not. 
granted, you know, teachers pay teachers, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, of course. But just if you, if it's super old and it's been in your class, if it's been in a drawer for longer than a year, it's probably never going to get used. I say that as someone that left some stuff in a drawer. I also unlocked, well, I had them, the engineers bust open a lock on like a dozen drawers. Talked about that old podcast, but episode, but there were literally like papers from like the 70s in these drawers that have been locked, I'm guessing, since the 70s. But again, if you find yourself saying that, just move on. That's all it is. That's all you can do. Anyway, uh, but hey, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This is a bit of a, a, a tangential one, I guess, but we've also got one coming next week. So if you wanted some more of that, uh, you can check that out. Uh, if you're trying to support the podcast, we would definitely appreciate that. But mostly just spread the word to other teachers or people that you think might enjoy the, the podcast itself. Uh, if you want to go a little bit above and beyond, you go to patreon.com slash classroom brew and subscribe there. It's a $2, $4, and $7 tier. And it gets you access to so much extra stuff that you don't get in the main feed. Uh, if you're trying to get your own podcast started, go in the description of the episode. It's so much easier. Just click links there. You can even check us out on Reddit. I, I don't know. Uh, we are on TikTok at Classroom Brew as well as Instagram and, tic- and uh, TikTok and uh, Twitter. Exact same handle. But the main thing is just listen to the show. Enjoy it and spread the word. That's, that's all I'm going to really preach at you because that's what I care about the most is the audio. No matter how many thousands of you know, people we get on the videos and things like that, on, on social media, whatever, what I care about more is the audio, which is the long form thing. Because you can judge something by the 30 second clip or whatever, whatever Matt's doing for the clips or whatever. But what really matters is the actual content. So for sure, check that out and share that shit because hopefully you're listening to that on your way to work or from work or both. If you have an awesome commute, because we don't really go above the 30 to 45 uh, minute mark that much anymore, but unless you want us to. So, but hey, thanks so much for listening. Appreciate you guys. Stay safe. And until next week, class dismissed.